0: And While you're standing, I want to remind you of one thing. Not only are we going to be uh, launching Youth Ministry the second Wednesday of this month, Monday, Wednesday after next, we're going to be, getting, uh, be beginning a new series uh, on Wednesday nights. We're selling the books for it. We're taking orders for the books now. It's going to be a tremendous series, a life-changing series. I'm going to arm you with more information, uh, more understanding, of particular things like how we got our Bible, than most Christians know. Doing this because I really do believe our nation is under an incredible attack against the faith, and Christians need to know why they believe what they believe. So we're going to begin this series: How we got our Bible. We're going to start from there and go through several topics. They're going to be informational slash inspirational. Now you can get the you can order the book. For $8, right out there today, as soon as we're out, it's going to be yours. It's going to give you blanks to fill in. Uh, You follow along with me, you'll have it forever. It's a wonderful little booklet. And um, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to teach you. We're going to take Wednesday nights to teach you. So be sure to grab it out there as soon as we're done, how we got our Bible, and we'll give it to you Wednesday night. The second Wednesday night is when you'll pick it up. Out here, and we'll begin, all right? Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee <coughs> named Nazareth. Now jump down to verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, "Now the, the angel has told her that she's going to give birth to the Christ child. Now notice what she says in verse 34. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man, or since I'm a virgin, verse 35, and the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit. Can everybody say with me, the Holy Spirit? Now that's the answer. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Of God, because he has no earthly father, but his father is God. Now look at verse 38, and we're going to close. Mary arose in those days, no, I'm sorry, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, read this last part with me, let it be to me according to thy word. That's the word of the Lord to us today. How many of you, can say, God has spoken something to me. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I can say let it be to me according to thy word. Let's just look up and say it to him. Lord, I received the promise. Let it be to me according to thy word. Amen. Father, thank you for your word today. Blessed to our hearts in Jesus' name and everybody said amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're in for a miracle this year. I believe that. <clears throat> What we just read is the crux of Christianity. Christianity is founded upon a miracle. The miracle of the virgin birth and the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Those are the two indisputable miracles that our faith rests on. Now, I encourage you at Christmas time to have a Merry Christmas. We talked about that a lot. And uh, forget Happy Holidays. We want you to have a Merry Christmas. But let me change it a little bit. How about having an M-A-R-Y Christmas? Have a merry Christmas. Now let me just take it from there and say, I want you to have a merry New Year. I want you to have an M-A-R-Y New Year. Turn to your neighbor and just tell them, Merry New Year. Have a merry New Year. We say, well, Pastor Jeff, what in the world do you mean by that? I want you to have a merry New Year. Let me explain what I mean. First of all, Mary had a visitation from God. She had a visitation from God. The Bible says the angel Gabriel was sent by God, and this little virgin teenager, little Jewish girl, had a visitation from God. You know, folks, I love the visits of some people. There are some people I'm glad to see. It makes me happy, and I rejoice when I see them. But you know, there is no visitation, like a visitation from God. When God gives you a visitation, when God visits you, he said, does he really visit people? Oh, yes. God sent an angel to give a word to Mary. I believe in the ministry of angels. I believe that God sends angels. The Bible even says, be careful how you treat strangers, because God may have sent an angel to test the way you treat people. You may be dealing with an angel from God. I can tell you that in my life, I've had one distinct, undeniable, real visitation from angels. And I'm going to tell you something. When an angel visits you, you don't say hi. You don't dance with them. You don't sit there and shoot the breeze with them. You fall on your face in dread fear of the presence of the angel of God because they're so mighty. You can have a visitation from an angel. You can have a visitation from the Holy Ghost. We need a visitation from God. God visits people. I don't know about you, but I want a visitation this year. I want a visitation from God. One visit from God can change you the rest of your life. One word from God can chase the darkness and cause the sun to shine. One visit from God can stand you on your feet dust you off, and send you on a new path. We need a visitation from God. God sends visitations. And when he visits, you are never, ever, no, not ever, never, ever, ever the same again. God visits and changes you. He changes you. He touches you and changes you. Mary was visited by God. So when I say I want you to have a merry new year, the first thing, I'm just going to speak it over you. I want you to have a visitation from God. I want you to have a merry new year, a visitation from God. May an angel visit you. May the Holy Ghost visit you. Isn't it amazing you can be in your car driving down the road and suddenly there is another presence in that car with you? And it's a visitation from God. And when he visits, he brings a word. When he visits, he brings peace. When he visits, he gives you strength. He comes into your car in rush hour traffic. He visits you in your house. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, God visits and God brings a word. And I believe we are candidates for a merry new year. God is going to visit you. He's going to give you divine favor. He's going to give you divine blessing. I'm not believing for a year of cursing. I'm believing for a year of blessing. I'm believing for a year of visitation. I'm believing God to visit you like you have never been visited before by the Almighty, by the Holy Ghost, by an angel. In Jesus' name, she received a visit. Can you imagine being a little Jewish teenager? And all of a sudden, there stands not just any angel, but one of the three, one of the three archangels of God. Gabriel, standing there in all of his splendid awe and glory, and speaks to her something incredible, something unprecedented, something unknown in the history of mankind. You, Mary, are going to bear the Christ child. Only a teenager would have believed that. You're going to bring forth God's only begotten son. Now I want you to notice something. Mary had a visitation. And how do you have a merry new year? I'm speaking over you a visitation from God. But you're going to have to respond to that visitation by faith and not by doubt. Because Mary said, so be it unto me according to your word. Now, I noticed something in the word of God. If you go back in Luke just a little bit, the angel first visited Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, and told him that he was going to have a son and that son was going to be the trailblazer of the almighty Messiah sent by God. Now, he made the same statement to the angel, but the Greek construction is very, very different. He said to the angel, how can this be? Now, Mary said the same thing. So what is the difference? If you read it in the original, here's what you see. When he said, how can these things be, he said it in total doubt. He didn't believe it at all. I'm getting a little bit of echo here, Steve. He didn't believe it at all. Matter of fact, he said when he said, how can these things be, he was filled with doubt and unbelief. He got a visitation from God, but he didn't respond in faith, and God had to shut his mouth. You know, it would do all of us, many of us, most of us a world of good, if God would shut our mouths most of the time. Because he said, how can these things be? Now, Mary said exactly the same thing, but it was spoken in a different spirit, with a different faith. He's spoken in doubt, she's spoken in faith. If you're going to have a visitation from God, respond in faith and don't doubt what God says to you, he's going to do. I'm telling you, folks, favor is coming. The door of favor is about to swing open slowly but surely. You can respond in faith or you can respond in doubt. Little Mary, God knew what he was doing when he chose that girl because she said, be it unto me according to thy word. Now, do you think it made sense to her? When he said, the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you, the power of the Most High shall overshadow you, and that holy thing birthed in you will be the Son of God, do you think that that explained it to her? She didn't get it. That's like you trying to tell me the way a car engine works. I don't know how it works. I just know that I believe it's going to work when I turn the key, but I don't understand how it all functions. She didn't understand that. That didn't answer her. That did not satisfy or satiate her curiosity, but she said, nevertheless, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but be it unto me according to thy word. Zacharias just said, how can these things be filled with doubt? And God said, since you don't have faith, since you're walking in unbelief and doubt, I'm not going to let you pollute this thing with your tongue, so I'm going to seal your lips until you can speak the word of faith. And when he finally opened his mouth, he blurted it out. His name will be John. His name will be John. It's John, 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 John. I'm not losing my speech ever again. I agree with God. But Mary said, "'Be it unto me according to thy word.'" Let me tell you something. You know what a Merry New Year is? Is when God tells you something that is so incredible, so awe inspiring, so baffling, so unbelievable that you have to say, I don't get it. I don't understand how this can happen, but be it unto me according to thy word. I don't know how I'm going to have the breakthrough that I need, but be it unto me according to thy word. I don't know how my finances are going to turn, but be it unto me according to thy word. It seems to me I'm so far down in a pit, I can't. see my way up, but you said to me I'm coming out, so be it unto me according to thy word. I don't understand how the sun is going to shine on this situation, but I tell you I believe in God, and because I believe in God, I believe in miracles. I believe in a miracle-working God, so be it unto me according to thy word. I want to have a how can this be year And I'm not going to say it in doubt. She wasn't saying it in doubt. She was saying, I believe you. I accept it. I just don't see how this is going to happen. But I believe it. I want to have a how can this be year. Have a merry new year. I'm believing God to speak something to your heart that you have to look up and say, I believe you can do it, but how in the world can this be? It's going to have to be the hand of God. It's going to have to be the hand of the Almighty because flesh and blood could not bring this to pass, but I believe that with God all things are possible. Am I talking to people of faith here today? Do you really believe that God does these things, Pastor Jeff? Listen, He only doeth wondrous things, is what the Bible says. God doesn't mess with normal stuff. He only does things that make you look up and wonder. That's what a wondrous thing is, when you look up and wonder. He does signs and wonders. Wonders make you wonder. How did this happen? It had to be the hand of the living God. You can have a normal year if you want. You can have a humdrum year if you want. You can have mediocrity if you want it. But I'm believing for how can this be? And be it unto me, according to Thy word. I don't know how you're going to pull it off, but be it unto me, according to Thy word. I don't know how I'm going to be healed, but be it unto me, according to Thy word. I don't know how this habit's going to break, but be it unto me, according to Thy word. I don't know how circumstances are going to change, but be it unto me, according to Thy word. Ah, something so wonderful, something so great, something so fabulous that you've got to look up and say, how can this be? You know, a word from God is always that way. If it doesn't make you say, how can this be? It's probably not a word from God. Y'all are looking at me like a deer stares at headlights well, I didn't come today to preach religion. I came to preach your faith up and preach the devil down. Now, come on, y'all. Now, I love what the answer was. Oh, hear this one. She said, how can these things be? How can this be? And he said, the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stop right there. Because he said first, he gave the subject, the Holy Spirit. He gave what the Holy Spirit was going to do later, but he began with, it's going to be by the Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you something, folks. You can work all day and get nothing done, but you can have one move of the Holy Spirit for 30 seconds. What was his answer? The Holy Spirit. You can struggle all your life with something and God breathed the Holy Spirit on you for one minute's time, and the shackles are broken, the fetters are snapped, and you go free. We don't need the answer of man. We need the Holy Spirit. He's like, how can these things be? I'm going to tell you the answer, the Holy Spirit. God's going to breathe the Holy, oh, man. The answer is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of the living God, the third person of the Trinity, not an it, not some ethereal fog, not just a force. The Holy Ghost is a person with feelings. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He has a mind. The Holy Spirit moves according to his mind, according to the will of God. The Holy Ghost is a person. It's not just a wind blowing through. That is His force, but that is not Him. He is a person. And when the Holy Spirit moves, everything changes. When the Holy Spirit moves, all shackles break. When the Holy Ghost moves, people go free. When the Holy Ghost moves, people get saved. When the Holy Ghost moves, wisdom comes. When the Holy Ghost moves, knowledge comes. When the Holy Ghost moves. She has just heard a confounding miracle, a confounding announcement. How is this going to be? The Holy Spirit. When Jesus was laying dead in that tomb, He was as dead as any man has ever been dead. He was dead three days and three nights, wrapped in grave clothes just like anybody else. Yet, on that third day, the Holy Ghost entered that tomb. I went into that tomb. I know what it looks like. It was a, a hole cut into a, the, the side of a, of, a, of a stone wall. It was a cave. And you go in there and you sit down and you, you ma- imagine Jesus laid out as dead as anybody ever was dead, yet by the power of God. Let me tell you something. Hell has a worse nightmare. Hell's worst nightmare was when the Holy Ghost moved into that tomb and breathed on the dead body of Jesus And he sucked in a breath for the first time in three days and nights, sat up, pulled off those grave clothes. Hell had a coronary. You know why? Because you can't deny that somebody was raised from the dead. And that means that the devil's power was broken and God's power was solidified. Now, listen now. Anytime God does anything, he does it by the power of the Holy Spirit in creation. It said God was speaking. Let there be this, let there be that. But It says before all of that, the Spirit was brooding over the face of the deep. God speaks it. The Son amens it. The Holy Ghost moves. God says, let them be healed. The Son says amen. All the promises of God are yea and amen through Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit whoosh, moves. He moves in total harmony and unity with God the Father and God the Son. But the answer to every single problem we possess is the moving of the Holy Spirit. We wouldn't be here. Nothing would be here. The stars wouldn't be shining in space. The sun would not be warming us. We wouldn't have trees, flowers, birds, animals, or you or me. We were created when God said, let it be. And the sun said, amen. And the Holy Ghost moved. He's here right now. He's opening your understanding. He's opening your eyes. He is touching you with His peace. He's strengthening many of you who came in here, dragging your feet. The reason that you feel uplifted already is the power of the Holy Spirit. He sent His Word and healed them. How did He send His Word? It came on the wings of the Holy Ghost. How do we have this Bible? Holy men of old were carried along by the Holy Ghost and He gave them this Word. The holy, Everything that we've got came by the power and presence of the Holy Ghost of God. That's why we need a visitation from Him. We need a visitation from God. And it will come by the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, Mary. The power of the highest is going to overshadow you. When did it happen? We don't know. But there was a day when the Holy Ghost touched that little teenage Jewish girl. And he said, let there be. And inside of her, female egg conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all his genetics and all his DNA and all the fiber of his being came straight from God. He had no attachment to sin because Adam had nothing to do with him. Mm. Adam had nothing to do with him. So the sin of Adam could not be passed to him. So he was not guilty by association. He was free from guilt of association. Adam's curse was not on him. As he grew in her womb. It was... God, when he was born, there was no sin. Never one time did a shadow pass between him and the Father, not one time. The only time he felt separation is when, under the mysterious, incomprehensible workings of God, God took our dark, black, cursed sin and placed it on his head and said, I blame you what they did so that he looked up my God, my God for the first time in eternities past and for the last time in eternities to come God the Son was separated from God the Father and I think what he dreaded more than anything else in the Garden of Gethsemane when he sweat as it were great drops of blood was not the whip, was not the cross was not the scourging But it was knowing that for a brief time he would lose fellowship while he took our sin on him. And then God took his righteousness, his purity, his guiltlessness and put it on us. He made him to be sin who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Mahana didn't do that. Buddha didn't do that. Krishna didn't do that. No religious leader ever. He's in His own stratosphere. There is no other like Him. Nobody else ever came to die for us like that. But how did He come to be? The Holy Spirit. You know how your life is going to be changed this year? You say, how are these things going to be? I'm going to tell you. Ready? He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He told the disciples, don't you dare go out and preach and minister, try to do anything until you have received the Spirit of God from on high. There in that group, that motley group of 120, one of them had betrayed him totally with cursings. Simon Peter... That coward was turned into a mighty giant spiritually in a moment's time. When the Holy Ghost hit him, he became a spiritual giant and preached to thousands. His shadow healing people. How? The Holy Ghost. We need a moving of the Spirit. And I'm believing you have a merry new year. Because Mary received a visitation. Then Mary said, let it be to me according to thy word. And Mary was touched by the Holy Ghost of God. He never touches you, but what you conceive something wonderful. Oh yeah, she conceived the Son of God, but he doesn't ever touch you, but you're going to conceive. You're conceiving right now. You're conceiving from this word. You're going to walk out here and conceive. I'm conceiving. Because, because the spirit doesn't touch you, but what you don't conceive something wonderful. That's why we need a touch from him. I like what Wayne Gretzky said, greatest hockey player of all time. And this is what I, I, I want to face the year 2005, because this is what Mary did. Wayne Gretzky said, he, asked, he was asked the secret for leading the hockey league in goals. And here's what he said. I skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it's been. Now that's loaded. See, you can be a pass person, rear view mirror person, always looking back. But Wayne Gretzky said, the reason I'm the gold winner in the hockey league and I'm unprecedented in hockey is because I don't look where the puck has been. I look where I know it's going. Now I'm going to tell you something, folks. Quit looking back there. I'm telling you, the door of favor is open in here. Let's look where the puck is going. Let's look where the puck is going. Let's look where the puck is going. I know where it's been. Let's look where it's going. See, uh, see he, he was saying my, the key to my success is anticipation. I anticipate where it's going, and I'm there when it arrives, or I'm at least close. Let me tell you something. God's done some great things back there. God has moved back there. We have memories from back there. But I'm going to tell you, don't look where the puck has been. Look ahead. Because the puck is moving. The favor is moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. God is doing a new thing. Shall you not know it? Let's look at where we think the puck is going to be. It's going to be in a place of blessing, open doors, favor, blessing, goodness, kindness. Amen. God is moving in our future, not just back there. Come on, everybody. Give the Lord praise. So, everybody say with me anticipation? Let me close with this. No procrastination. If he gives you a word, don't you sit on that word. Move on it. Act on it. Mary said, be unto me according to thy word. I expect it. Anticipation. Don't procrastinate with the word of God. Act on it. Move on. Whether you feel anything or not, take steps. Don't procrastinate because the puck is going up here. Let me tell you something, folks. Can I give you a little hint? God has already swung the stick and the puck's already on the move. It's going towards your future. There is a blessing for you, a goal for you. There is a score for you. There is something down there. Is anybody hearing me today? You're got to be down there to get it. Say with me anticipation. No procrastination. And finally, complete dedication. Listen to what God said. "And you will seek me and you will find me, when you search for me with all, all, all your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. Dedication. God blesses those, it says the eyes of the Lord are, are perfect and set on and fastened on. Those whose heart, are perfect towards him. He has already swung the stick. I know the puck in my future is already moving. I can look back there all the time or I can be filled with anticipation. No procrastination, dedication. I'm seeking you, Lord, because I know I'm going to make a goal. So say with anticipation, no procrastination and dedication to seeking God. Can we stand up together today? Oh, God. Lord, help us to not miss you. You said you were going to do a new thing. Would we not know it? Lord, the puck is on the move. It's already been struck. As I say that, there is a prophetic edge on that statement that I recognize. I know it's true. The puck has already been struck. It's headed towards your future. Take the wisdom of Gretzky in the natural and move it over into the spiritual. Anticipate. The Bible, the new thing, favor.